What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the I'm Getting There podcast. It's your host, Michael Booth, and today I'm back with returning guest in the show, comedian Jorge Sanchez. Recently did the Bricks and Beer Comedy Night down in Salinas. Uh, I feel like I've been seeing him uh, at all the other spots that I've been going to as well lately. So it's been fun to it's been fun to hang out with him outside of you know doing outside of the comedy shows and stuff. And and he's just a a good energy that I always enjoy being around. So um, figured you know have him, I wanted to have him back on the podcast. And so this was a, a great episode. I really enjoyed it. Uh, go follow him on Instagram at Jorge M Sanchez. Uh, to you know, know when he's doing shows. Also, if you can follow the podcast at I'm Getting There Pod, and subscribe, and you know, rate and review um, the podcast. Uh, if you're especially from your Apple Podcast, if you could do that, I think Stitcher also has reviews. If you're listening there, feedback is always appreciated. And if you want to listen to some solo episodes, I have those on my on the private uh, channel, so you can uh, get access to that by donating to the show. Uh, it's a recurring donation. It starts out lowest one is a dollar a month, um, and I have some solo episodes and some uh, recorded audio from some comedy sets on there. So if you want to check that out, you can. Appreciate all the support so far, and uh, enjoy this episode with Jorge. I know we smoked weed the other night, but I'm not. I'm not sure of your uh, of your history with the uh, with the plant. It's so funny because you got so excited when I shared your joint, and it made me think like, what do you think of like? Maybe you think I'm like a really uptight guy. No, it was just. <laughs> I think you like. It was the first time you saw how excited I get about people smoking weed. Yeah. Um, that's just how I am when anyone smokes weed that I haven't seen smoke weed before. I get really excited because it's like, oh, I didn't know that you did this. And this is my favorite thing to do. I'm from California, so, bro. Like, I, I, <laughs> show me. I've met so many people down here that don't smoke at all. And they're like, those are like transplants. Those are not real Californians. <laughs> like every, every Bay Area Californian has smoking pot. And if they're not, they're not from here. You know, that makes sense. <laughs> One of the saddest realizations as a kid growing up was the first time I got high, I realized my whole family had been getting high my whole life and I had no idea. Like I was, Wait. I think I was just a dumb kid. Like I, there's no way they hit it that well. Your, your family was smoking pot, but you didn't know about it. No, I had no idea. Okay. No idea. That's what they were doing. I think I was just a dumb kid. Like, honestly, I think there's no way I like I just didn't piece it together until I got high it was like <laughs> you know that first time you get high you're yeah. supposed to be like like the first thing I realized was like those motherfuckers like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was the what? first thing that came to my mind <laughs> I mean, I, mean I, I guess it wasn't out in the open I guess some people hide no. drug addictions from their family and like they get away for years so that's true yeah I guess they just did a really good job of hiding it I guess I should give them more but you're credit you're from Washington just... right yeah isn't it legal there like like I thought that- um it it is yeah but this is i'm talking about when i was young young like when i was like a little t- a little kid they'd all go into the other room yeah 
be away for a while and then come back and I like I pieced it together once I got high like I just I, I was like what the fuck like how did I miss this how was I like just clued out on and was like didn't never caught on uh, like <laughs> they came back into the room with like red eyes and they're like chill and they're like all of a sudden just like yeah really like, hungry <laughs> just really hungry all of a sudden they're just the time I should have known was when I was when I was visiting and we're watching King of the Hill I think yeah and then everybody went in the other room for a little bit a little bit we'll be right back you know like I don't know what they told me so I'm just sitting there watching the show yeah and they come back out and then they turn the volume of King of the Hill all the way down and they put on yeah. Lil John and the East Side Boys and they turn that up. Oh, wow. And then so I'm watching King of the Hill, but there's Lil John playing over it. Yeah. And everybody's laughing hysterically. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't. Your sober, logical ass was not having it. You know, they're like, what the fuck? You're trying to connect. But then I, you can't. Yeah, but then I'm like, okay, I guess this is funny. And then. Yeah, I just had like all this, all this stuff just added up, you know. Once I got high, it was like I just yeah. I saw through all the bullshit. I was like, okay, I understand now. <laughs> Bro, the first time I got high, me and my friends we saw the movie Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Okay. Have you heard of it? Have you seen it? Mm-hmm. I haven't seen it, but uh, I have heard of it. It's it's Johnny Depp, uh, made by Terry Gilliam, I think. And okay. it's 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 a wild movie, like. Even if you're not high, it, it makes you feel high. Because it's like, at times, it don't make, like, random shit just happens. Because the character's on mm. drugs. So just random shit happens. So seeing that for the first time high, bro, I couldn't tell if it was the weed or the movie, but, like, I was tripping out. <laughs> like, I was like, whoa. Like, we had a good time. We were, la- we were laughing. We were like, I-, I wasn't sure if it was the weed or the movie. Because it was, it was that crazy. So that's so I rec- that's trippy. I recommend you to get high and watch Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Okay, yeah, yeah. And it still holds today. up. It still holds up. It's fucking wild. Is he wearing like aviator glasses in that one? And yeah, in a car. Yeah, well, he's I've playing, seen he's, I've seen shots from it. I think uh, he he's pretty. It's like a movie based on uh, is it Henry S. Thompson, the the writer? I'm fucking up his name. Thompson, you know, you know um, who uh, Hunter S. Thompson. Hunter S. Thompson. That's who it is. Hunter. Yeah, okay. yeah, and it's funny because there's a part where Hunter S. Thompson is actually in the movie, confronting Johnny Depp, portraying him. It's just one of those trippy ass movies. <laughs> but if you're familiar with Hunter S. Thompson, like his shit's just out there, you know. It's just fucking like like Gonzo journalism kind of shit, you know. And it, and okay. it was pretty fun. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah, I'll have to check it out. That's uh. Yeah. I've I've been like a couple people have uh, suggested some movies to me. I have like a list. I have to add that to the list. I, f- I feel like because you know there's like um you know 420 themed movies right, and I think Fear and mm-hmm. Loathing Las Vegas gets left out of that list. Now, a lot of people okay. they, they go into like Half Baked or like they movie Friday. Like Harold and Kumar. Harold and Kumar, but I think Fear and Loathing is probably one of the the original ones where it's like it's meant to be seen while and being in, under the okay. influence of drugs. See, I I like I almost would go and I enjoy stuff like that more than the like the weed humor that's like obvious. Yeah. And it's it just seems so it just is like annoying, you know, like the like the guy that walks into the shop and he's all like, "Oh, 
And he like, and he like needs a bunch of fucking. He's trying to buy a bunch of munchies, and the guy behind the counter is like, "Yeah, oh, what, what are you, what's, what are you doing?" You know, it's like such a just a stereotype. Over, yeah, and they're misrepresenting like get, our people, dude. They're misrepresenting us. What the fuck? <laughs> For real, man. It's so offensive, man. We should boycott. <laughs> like there are functional stoners out there, people. Like they, <laughs> bro. Not everybody turns into an idiot when they fucking smoke weed, bro. I'm in. I live in Silicon Valley. You know how many these fuckers are like microdosing on LSD, like on the normal, like. Yeah, a lot of people are. That's a, like a yeah. Or like mushrooms, like people are like you know taking like small caps, or like you know just yeah microdose yeah. and then going about their day. Yeah. People think, oh, is it like the software engineers? Like yeah, it's it's the programmers, but it's also the fucking guy at the gas station. That guy is definitely on shrooms, fucking working behind the counter. You know, <laughs> everybody's on shrooms here. That is true. <laughs> Everybody's just on mushrooms. Yeah, <laughs> Can you imagine if everybody actually was? Like that would be yeah, yeah. Uh, such an intense like world to navigate through. But I think everybody's just tripping balls. I think we would be a lot kinder to each other. Yeah. Possibly. Yeah. I think we'd all be just. I never. <laughs> I never met. I never met an aggressive pothead or an aggressive. You know, LSD acid head. You know, like I never met a, a, a douchebag like that in in that field or that group. I guess that makes sense. Um, I mean, have you? Yeah. Have you met assholes who, who take who, who take acid trips? I mean, not while they're not while they're on it. Uh, I mean. I feel like well, that's the biggest <laughs> when I'm not high, I'm definitely yeah. like <laughs> not the greatest person to be around. <laughs> like, <laughs> like uh, I, got, I think that Michael, uh, I think you're an awesome person. I think you're nice. Thank and you're you. Great. But I do got to admit, thank you, sir. I, when we went for that foster freeze run and you're, so, oh, like, yeah, you were so bothered by the group of fucking you skaters. saw. I was like, oh, you I saw how I, I saw the yeah, you saw how people affect me. Yeah, you uh, saw how like, people <laughs> affect me sometimes. I was like, okay. Well, dude, I just want to, dude, okay. I was like, okay. <laughs> you brought that up. Like, like, I'm like, like, Michael's the nicest guy ever, but when he's not, okay, I'm, I'm staying away. I, uh, I, I, well, I see it's... the monster inside that he talks about. Now, <laughs> you know? Because once in a while, you mention your rage. I'm like, I don't see it. And then that night, I saw it. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I just... <laughs> Some people rub me so wrong sometimes, and yeah. it just has to do with like ignorance. Yeah. Uh, but, but when you're like, that's tough though, right? Because ignorance can be a little subjective sometimes, right? Yeah. I think it's just, uh, I think it, it was more of those people were just. They're annoying skaters. I get it. Yeah. I was annoyed by them too. Yeah. 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 I was like, man, you guys just don't understand. Yeah, like, yeah. and also, I've been in the situation that that guy was in <laughs> that was working. Yeah. Which is why I think I felt that way because it's just all – it reminds me – I know so many people or I've come in contact with them where it's like you're closing and they're like, oh, well, it's two minutes left. And then they order like a shit ton of food and you have to – like everything's basically put away. Like yeah. that's what they don't understand is like they're basically ready to leave. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and you're like – yeah. <laughs> it's funny Michael because I was like dude if this guy's if Michael Booth is ready to throw down with these skaters I'm in fuck it I'm in let's see where it goes 
I almost was gonna be just like, hey guys, they're fucking. They said no. Like I was like almost ready to just like yeah. def- stand up for the guy behind the counter and be like, they f- he fucking said no, dude. Like go somewhere else. Like I was like that close. <laughs> I was like, man. If Jorge and Brian weren't here, I probably would have said some shit. <laughs> uh, I, I would have been, I would have been on your side. Yeah, okay. I'm with my, I'm with Michael, ride or die, bitch. You uh, know? No, but yeah, I guess it just sometimes people, it just feels like they have a huge like lack of self awareness and like are really ignorant to things, and it just like bothers, I, it just like bothers me inside. Like I have to like remove myself from where they're at or like. Which is kind of funny, I, though, because you're a comedian, uh, so you're always surrounded by dumb, ignorant people <laughs> all the time. Yeah. So. yeah, I know, right? Like, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's funny. Like, I don't, when I'm on, when I'm, like, on the stage or whatever, and I've, like, had, like, hecklers and stuff, like, I don't feel that same way about the person at the, at the foster freeze, you know? Like, right. I, I can shrug off the heckler. But I can't shrug off the <laughs> the person at the at the fucking foster freeze or in, in front of me in line. Like the other day, yeah. I was at <laughs> I was at the Knob Hill grocery store here, mm-hmm. and they have self checkout. And there was four senior citizens in front of me, each one of them on their own self checkout. And all the lights started bleeping red because they didn't know how to use the self-checkout. Yeah. I just wanted to explode. I wanted to explode into a million pieces and disappear. I was like, oh, my God. I go, this is the worst. I go, none of you, if you guys can't use a cell phone, why the fuck? I was like, dude, I was like, holy shit. And I had one thing in my hands. And I was like, ah. You guys. And it's always the worst when those when those things go off where they need help. And the one person whose job is to be there and help them is not there. That one mm-hmm. that one person at Safeway who for some reason disappears when somebody needs help and is backing up the line. It's the worst. I feel like there should be like a test that you have to take on the screen before you get to use it. <laughs> yeah. You know? <laughs> like that that self checkout is yeah. for people that are like incapable and like Yeah. It, like cashiers are there to help you you know go like go over there you know like i don't i don't know yeah yeah i hear you man. i hear you yeah. <laughs> human beings man <laughs> go, going back to what you said about the hecklers like i used to think that i could take on most of what hecklers throw at me mm-hmm. uh until recently that I got proven wrong uh, i did a show a couple weeks ago and the heckler went at me for some reason and it's funny because Michael Booth, a, a fucking a fucking hecker could be like, hey, you, you suck, you're you're an asshole, you're a dick, you're you're a motherfucker. You could call me all these names, it would not bother me. Yeah. But this heckler called me I look like a corn dog with eyes, and that fucking got to me. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. That, and at first I shrugged it off, <laughs> but then I got home, I'm like, oh shit, I do look like a corn dog with eyes. And that <laughs> he looked in yeah. the mirror, bro. Yeah, I, was like, fuck. I look like a fucking overburnt corn dog with fucking eyes and glasses. And this hecker got me so good for days. For fucking days. I was like, oh, so, you're just looking at yourself. My self esteem was so fucking low. <laughs> Again, he could have called me a fucking bitch. I wouldn't have cared. But the fact that Dude. corn dog with eyes is such a good one, I'm like. Now that you said that, I'm just looking at your red shirt, yeah. and I'm just like. I know. Yeah. I'm a corn dog with ketchup, you know. <laughs> I was gonna say ketchup on you. Now. 
that's brutal, man. Like, ah, uh, when a heckler, yeah. yeah. Well, you, you had, did the crowd laugh at it? No, the crowd was on my okay. side the whole time. Good. Just, I was going to say, if the crowd laughed, yeah. then you're fucked. I know. <laughs> I know. If the crowd la- laughed, I would have just fucking hung myself with the microphone wire and shit. Anyway, but, uh, like, has anybody ever insulted you that, that's so left field, but it got to you somehow, you know? Yeah. Well, the one that somebody didn't even say anything to me one time. It was like, the, it was this woman just rolling her eyes at everything I was saying. That one, like, really, I couldn't look away, yeah. and then I just in the front row. I started looking at her for like the response, yeah. and then it was an eye roll every time. Yeah. And I was like, ah, no, <laughs> like, please stop. <laughs> was she in the front row? Um, no, she's like right in the middle yeah. though. So like, I would try to look around, and then it was just like. Yeah. You catch your eye roll, but yeah, it is it is a bummer when when an audience member can get to you because it does like it does affect you. You're like ah fuck. <laughs> yeah, I'm not eating corn dogs for a uh, while. Yeah. <laughs> but but it's always the it's also the worst where like the, like the first couple rows maybe the crowd's not into you, but the the, the rows behind them are. So when you're performing, mm. you're doing your best to ignore the, the people up front. The front, yeah. yeah. They can be very tedious. They're right there. Yeah, they can be yeah. very tedious. Yeah, last night, I uh, saw Faco last night, actually. He was at the open mic um, in Salinas. Yeah, he, he told me about that. Yeah, how'd it go? How was it? It went. It was pretty fun. There was a pretty good-sized crowd. They've they've been doing it for, I think, a little over a month now. Um, and audiences have been getting bigger and bigger. What kind of music is um, it? It's mostly just like people playing acoustic guitar. There's some hip hop in between too, and then uh, it's just we were me and Faco and Alex were just kind of spread out through the musicians during the night. So it was uh, it was pretty cool that you get a lot of time. Um, so that was that was nice. Yeah, but I saw, but but the, the crowds on Salinas are a lot of fun. I feel like I feel like they give you a lot of leeway, you know, to get your mm-hmm. stuff together. Yeah, I think it's because comedy is so. Um, like, what's the word? Sparse here. I think that it's also like, kind of still has that like spectacle appeal. Yeah. Because um, you go places like in San know, Francisco like, in the city where they when they go to a comedy show they just want you to go straight to the jokes. They want you to go, boom, 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 or whatever. But it's nice sometimes to let let her breathe a bit. You know, get into a subject a little longer. Right. Yeah, I, I think so too. And some stuff comes out of that, you know, right. like uh, I was talking, I ended up randomly talking about 7-Eleven, like the gas station pill, like energy pills last night for some reason. And like had no, like I tied it to like, I was like talking about DoorDash and then I was like things that are ridiculous to have DoorDash. And then I ended up going into like gas station pills and like condoms and stuff. It was so weird. <laughs> it, and I had like no, I like no plan to talk about that it was just like where i ended up that'd be a great <clears throat> company you, you could call it bro dash where if you need a condom they'll bro deliver dash. it for you you know it's just a pack of energy pills yeah. <laughs> bro dash we're here when, you, when you're not ready it's like mobile manscaped yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh that's funny oh man have you uh, have you been following the um, Olympics at all? 
Uh, I feel like I this year I just totally here and there I, we're not. I haven't paid like zero attention. I, 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 this year I do not pay attention, and for all the years past, I've have paid. You just never just paid a, it. Yeah, I'm a bad American. What can I say? Uh, you know, I don't give a fuck. Uh, but I, I, I like the Winter Olympics the, the, a little bit winter. more. <laughs> even less for me. Like, in California, <laughs> we don't even get winter. You know, like. It, it, the whole snow, <laughs> like Winter Olympics, fuck that. <laughs> no, like, I, what's the last time we see snow around here? You know, like, I don't know. That's true. Yeah. Uh, but but I did see. What did I see? I saw the rest. I saw the gold wrestling match, which is pretty good. It was pretty intense. Okay. He's like a young guy from Minneapolis. Like he's like twenty one, I think, and he took on like mm-hmm. the best wrestler in the world from Turkey, and he won like in the last. Like he was losing, but in the last like two seconds, he did a move that got him like points to get ahead by one point and he won okay nice that's pretty cool i uh the one thing i've been seeing like not like actual olympic like the like the actual you know mat like uh i don't know it's not matches i guess matches or like events Mm -hmm. i've been watching like videos of people whose family members are in the olympics watching them like on tiktok and social media and like that's been cool (laughs) because You know, yeah. you don't know. I don't, just, when I watch the Olympics, I'm not like thinking about that. But when yeah, it's like, they're just so disappointment. You know, they're disappointing in their eyes when they're when they're when someone loses. Well, no, some of the videos, yeah, some of the videos are like, you know, you you see how emotional it is for like family members and stuff when they lose, but also when they win, it's like holy shit, because it's like such an individual. Like a lot of this, the competitions are like, you know, they're individual based. Yeah. Like it's not like there's only a few team sports, I think. So. Yeah, it's it's just cool to see that. I mean, I know those are totally like feel good pieces, you know, to make you watch the Olympics or whatever. But yeah. I was did like, you, stoked. did your family come out and support you when you did sports? Yeah, I I played football in high school mostly. Uh, I played other sports growing up, but when I got into high school, I kind of just focused on football. And they'd come to the come to the games and stuff when they could, which was, which was pretty cool. Yeah. I played football and my parents only came for like one game. <laughs> that's, that's it. Like they just weren't into it. Okay. Yeah. Did, did it, was it like, uh, was it home game? They came yeah, to? Yeah, it was or? a home game. Yeah, yeah. Nice. And we got our asses beat, you know, <laughs> pretty bad. Oh, that, dang. Yeah. That's, so my, my parents bummer. saw me, <laughs> my team lose like, like 40 <laughs> to like seven. <laughs> And, like Jorge, this is why we. This is why we haven't come to a single game. Yeah, you guys pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, and I, I got I got in trouble. Let me know when Dude. you start winning. <laughs> Actually, I think you saw me get yelled out by my coach because I got in trouble in that game because uh-huh. I forgot that I was part of the special teams. You know what I'm talking okay. about? Like, there's offense, defense. Yeah, that's then, that's all I was on. I was only and special then teams. There's two of the whole. And some people are just special teams, and some are loaded yeah. both. Now, totally forgot to sign me on special teams because okay. we were losing, so we, we weren't scoring touchdowns until, the, until like, the fourth quarter. It was, like, a mercy touchdown. So, for most of the game, we, we the special teams didn't have to be in the field until the one time we did have to be in the field, and then there was, like, a, a hole among the linemen, and they're like, hey, who's hole? Like, who, who's supposed to be there? And I, I forgot. I was like, yeah, who's supposed to be there? You know? <laughs> also asking... <laughs> Uh, and then, like, when the moment, when the moment came, uh, when the moment it hit me, I was like, I was supposed to be there. 
a fucking uh, a, a fucking receiver, like a scrawny receiver, tried to be a hero yeah. and went to fill in that hole. And, oh, and, God. and the, the 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 defense for the field goal went just busted, just put, right, busted through. right through him and blocked blocked Jeez. the field goal. And I got I got chewed out. Uh, <laughs> my coach oh, is like, "You're off social teams." This and that. My, my parents were at that game. <laughs> oh jeez, it was the pressure, dude. It was the added pressure. You're like, my fucking family's watching. No, me, I just, like... I just again, we were not scoring <laughs> touchdowns for most of the game. So like, okay, like like I, I totally forgot I was even on special teams. Oh, I got you. Yeah, <laughs> guess we're kicking many field goals. So you're like, oh yeah, we have to do this yeah, now. Exactly. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I was the I was the long snapper, so that oh, was my shit. that was my shit. Like I would I would wait for like yeah. when it was field goal time. I was like, hell yeah, my time to shine. Well, you I got know? good arms, dude. Fuck, that's decent. I mean, I I got pretty good at it uh, up until the like yeah my senior year I think, and then I um, I think if a couple friends of mine were trying to convince me to go walk on when I got to college, they were like. They're like they need a long snapper, dude. You should go, you should go try out. And I was like, I don't know. I was like, I don't. Cause it's just it's it's so fucked. Like you you put your head between your leg like your legs. You're looking yeah. between. You're looking underneath. You're upside like, down. And yeah, yeah, pretty much upside down. Throwing a football off the ground. It's like like twenty <laughs> yards, right, or fifteen yards. Uh, yeah. When it was punt team, yeah, which is kind of a. You had to like use your ass and your like I like watched videos on how you had to like basically put the ball all the way out here like this and then use your ass and kind of fling your whole front body behind your and like you know i'd always like hit myself in the thighs oh. i had like bruises oh, shit. <laughs> but yeah long snapping is it was it was cool to do i think i i made the was it the conference for all conference or whatever for the long snappers have their own in. conference well, no, like I think I was like first team all conference for special teams or something like that for long snapping. Oh, interesting. Yeah, they I think they vote on that and stuff. I think my coach put my name in there and I got the most votes. So I thought that was kind of cool. How, how many long snappers were in your team? On my team, just me. Uh, I think there was like, like one back. There was a couple backup people that knew how to do it as well. But this was like I think they were the, the conference thing was for like all the elite teams. So it was like the every team in the league i think wow. so i yeah i don't know it's, it's kind of cool that's uh, awesome that's a good perspective to have as a long snapper because it's like it's just one of those positions not many people think about yeah there was a game-winning field goal one time uh this is the most nervous i've besides like doing comedy and stuff is definitely the most nervous i've ever been yeah. in my life but, but nobody of, blames the long snapper they usually blame the kicker but, right if I fucking miss the guy, if I like, yeah. you know, if the ball, like if I miss, like shoot over his head or something, you know, and I know it's only like seven yards and I kept doing it on the sideline, but I was like, you know, your heart's beating. You're like, holy shit, this is like the thing you think about, you know, like yeah. going in for the game when you feel it's like the most dramatic thing a long snapper could possibly have in a football game. <laughs> you know, like you're not trying, you're not going out there on, as like, like a linebacker on third down trying to stop the run. Yeah. Or anything like that. But you get, I'm like, you know, like the three of us, like me, the holder, and the kicker, right. like we get, we get to, you know, determine the outcome of this game right now. Yeah. <laughs> so that was, that was kinda, like your Rudy moment. 
Yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't carry me off the field, though. So. Oh, he, he, he made the field uh, goal. He did. Yeah, we won. It was amazing. Um, it was like a good... A good, cool ending to. I think it was like one of our first games of of our my senior year. So it was like wasn't like a big time, you know, playoff thing or anything like that. But it was it was cool, you know. Got the win and and then got to you know celebrate and shit. So that was fun. Awesome, dude. Great stuff. Uh, yeah, we were we were talking about dude. I, Dude, there's a concert in a couple of weeks, bro. You were talking big game. I'm about to, I'm about to buy you a ticket, dude. You don't have a choice now. Hell yeah! Wait, wait. Well, I'm about to come get you. I'm coming to your house. I'm fucking picking your ass up, and I'm I'm shoving you uh, in the mosh pit, dude. You don't have a fucking choice. I'm ready for it, dude. I'm fucking. <laughs> I, I got some. Jorge, we were outside. I got some good and I was coverage. I, I can't get it. Yeah, it was that was funny, dude. I was like, "Let's do it." You're and I was. Wait, here's the I thing, wanna, though. Also, here's why I get nervous. It, uh, uh, like once you start swinging and shit, like my fear is that some guy comes after me intentionally, and then I have to fight him. Oh, you see, I don't. I haven't ran into many things like that. I think as long as you're having a good time, yeah. and and you you're just you're dancing around. You're, you're, uh, no one's. Gonna... I'm excited, dude. What, what concert <laughs> is this? <laughs> Um, here, let me see. It was a local show. I think it's, uh, in a couple weeks, actually. I had it pulled up. Hold on. I'll send it to you. I can't find it right yeah, now. Yeah. But it was just some, a local show that I saw, and I was like, oh, Jorge was talking about yeah, yeah. Uh, well, going to one with me. So. I'm down for new experiences. Fuck it. You, you hyped like, it up. You made it sound like fun. Dude, it is fun, man. Well, at least to me, it's like the most fun that I have yeah. at events. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it. Uh, I. I've been trying to convince Anthony and other guys to go, and they're just like, they always flake on me, dude. They're not metalheads. Well, how, well, there's a couple of metalheads in comedy. Um. Dude, yeah. Tom um, Boyle is, that... is a drummer for a metal band. Two of them, I think. Oh, Are really? Are you familiar with Sean Boyles? I've heard the name. Oh. I actually, somebody, I did a podcast with Mean Dave, and then Mean Dave showed me a bunch of music that he used to, like, make and put oh, out. That's right. yeah, yeah. And, and then, like, every time I run into him, we, like, we just talk about, hey, he's awesome. I want to go to a show with Mean Dave. He's uh he's pretty cool. And I'm sure there's some other people too, you know. I just haven't really got the uh got the chance to but you know to meet them, you Santa know. Santa Cruz not many though, right? In Santa Cruz, they're not really into metal. Uh, I I know. You know, honestly, you know bro, I haven't met is that new girl Naoki. I think she's into metal, I think. Cuz she's fucking she's fucking <laughs> crazy, dude. Like she fucking like we're at the bar drinking and then with a couple other comics they were like, oh, you have a knife? She mentioned a knife. And she just pulls out this huge-ass knife out of her jacket. And she's like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. And she's like, I was like, what's that for? She goes, for, for metal shows? I'm like, oh, shit. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, like, I, I can't think of anybody else, really. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I haven't met many people like in my life besides people at shows that are like into the music like looking up new stuff, like you know, like um, or following, paying attention to uh, like all the like media outlets that promote it. Like I've, I've been very few people that I've met where they're like, 
And we always become like the people that I have met that are into it. We always become really good friends, mm-hmm. like every time. Like, and I, like I, that's why I enjoy it so much because it's like the community is. I feel like it's pretty tight knit when it comes to like, you know, what you like and what you're into, um, and it's they're like spread out. You know, there's like there's like pockets of people. I know like the local scene and like the San Jose like the DIY scene here is like super tight knit. Yeah, and like. Yeah. You know, they all know each other and stuff, and I think that it's like same, similar, uh, like that up in Seattle where I'm from. I think it's like there's like a uh, Seattle and Tacoma. I think there's like a scene that yeah. you know people yeah, are. Yeah, San Jose has a pretty good uh, metal punk scene. Uh, although it's, I think in the past year has been a little difficult. A lot of the venues got shut down. This is before pandemic. A lot, a lot fucking. Mm-hmm. So the city of San Jose tried to clean up its image, so they started shutting down a lot of these music clubs that we had downtown. So, you know, like, okay. the cac- I'm not sure. The Cactus Club. Kind of like hard. Uh, fucking Johnny V's. Uh, the Caravan's probably the only one left. Have, have you hit up a, 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 a music show at the Caravan? I have not, but I've been told to by a bunch of people. Uh, that's probably the only official venue left for, like, pump, pump. Well, I guess the Ritz. The Ritz maybe, too. I think about it. Okay. Anyway, I'm ready for it, dude. Let me know. Yeah, for sure, man. Uh, how has Question, the, though, uh, when, when you're in the mosh pit, do you still wear your mask? Do you have to wear your face mask? <laughs> um, I'm not sure. When I last time I was yeah. out, when there nobody was really wearing a face mask. But this was before the this was before Delta days. Yeah, you know, but it'd be pretty funny, we're right? In the Delta days now, dude. Pretty funny if you if, if you, you can't mosh pit, but you you have to wear a mask. That'd be that would be so funny. People throwing kicks and stuff, but they're all masked up. I mean, that would look cool. You gotta stay like, safe. Yeah. <laughs> There's just a circle pit. Everybody's hitting each other, but they're like pulling their masks up. Yeah. Still. Like, oh shit. And he's... <laughs> that would actually be hilarious to watch. I would just stand there and watch that. It'd be so funny. Oh my god. Be awesome. <laughs> um, ha- have you? Uh, have you? Um, Jeez, what was I gonna ask? There was a question I had pulled up right here. Sorry, dude. I fucking had. That's all good. I'm just checking out your room behind you. You got a medicine ball behind you. That's awesome. Medicine ball. Oh yeah, medicine balls and kettlebells over there. I keep the calendar. Keep the. You're so organized. You're so so organized. It's awesome. You're so put together. To a fault, man. Like, I I will spend too much time like planning and organizing things instead of actually executing them sometimes so you have like ocd I, is it is this something you i think i have something yeah. like i somebody pointed out to me i've had a few roommates point out to me like the way that i keep lists and like the way that i like am always writing down stuff and different things and they're kind of all around um they've pointed out that that's like like why do you do that i'm like because i'll forget or like because i'll like I'll like won't be on the I won't stay on the track you know of what I'm of what I'm trying to accomplish like I always feel like I have like this point A to point B kind of thing in my head with when I do stuff and I can get like I can get sidetracked or I I need more of that now let me ask you that with that kind of mindset where it's very um you know list and and formal and, and do, do you enjoy art? Like, is art a, a difficult thing for you to enjoy? Because I figure when you deal with abstraction, where things are not, you know, linear. Wow, that's a good question, dude. 
Um, because I'm assuming you love seeing things symmetrical, right? You like you like seeing symmetrical patterns and shapes. Yeah. Uh, I guess I don't. I don't see the. I don't see the merit of like abstract sometimes. I guess. I, yeah. Now that you pointed out, like I will see something, and it doesn't look like I don't get it. Yeah. I kind of just look at it like it's. I just look. I'm just c- kind of confused, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like I, I definitely like seeing things like, you know, s- straight and narrow, and like, ev- like, the stuff that, uh, that I have in my house, I guess, that I look at is like very symmetrical, and like the pattern is just like the same, but on the other side, they're like, you know, it's like flipped, like s- certain things I have hanging up. Um, that is interesting, though. Yeah, I don't, I don't really. I don't really get it, I guess. Like, or there's a lot of stuff I kind of look at and I'm just confused by. Yeah. And I try to understand why it appeals, but like me internally, I just am kind of like. Hey, man, you like what you like. Yeah. But I, I just find it very interesting. It feels like it's a different layer of your personality. I was not familiar with. It's interesting. Mm. Yeah. What about yourself? So I, like, I, you... Oh, dude, I'm like the opposite. Like the, the messier, chaotic things get, the more I actually like. <laughs> I like it. Uh, okay. Yeah. Like, like, for example, the, uh, going back to that moment we, we were eating out in Foster Freeze and those kids were there, you were hating it because it was just disrupting the order and, and the guy, you know, he's trying to get, <laughs> get home and these yeah. fucking people are disrupting. And for me, I sympathize with the guy, but at the same time, I was like, I kind of like where this is going. That's what happened. That's what conflict <laughs> happened out of this. So, so I, I, like, I always consider myself like an emotional nihilist. Uh, where, where I believe, uh, you know, I don't know. I just, I, I like embracing the cha- the chaos of life in the universe. Like, I'm really into that. Okay. Yeah. And not letting it, like, affect your... Uh, yeah, but I, sometimes you have to let it... See, this is what, this is why I wish I have some of, of your personalities. Is so, so, once in a while, I wish I was more on the organized side than the chaos side. I think that's, that's has hindered me from many opportunities, I think. If I just mm. I, I should have just you know. See that's interesting because I I feel the same way about. I should let things be, how they are yeah. instead of trying to always, have it be in a certain way and have order in things. I should allow for more like, uh, more chaos or more you know, just like unknown. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's interesting. Yeah. I feel like they're we're both we're both like over here, but we're looking for like this. We're looking for like the middle point, right? right. In, in in all of it, right? Um, like, like that's one of the reasons why, like you know, it's funny because like DNA when he asked me to join them to help run the Blue Lagoon comedy show in Santa Cruz, they told me it's a wild room, it's a crazy room, mm-hmm. and, and where a lot of shit can go wrong. But like for me, that's that's like my wheelhouse. Like I love being involved in those kind of projects where there's flexibility to like you know make different decisions this and that uh but some people would hate that some people would definitely hate running a room like that now some people prefer you know a very straight narrow here's the list you know but but with blue lagoon it's like you got things coming left and right you got rowdy audience members you get the music next door Mm-hmm. so yeah that's and yeah you never know you never know in santa cruz too who's gonna come through that night yeah. And hang out 
uh, in the audience. You know, I feel like there's been uh, a wide variety of people the past like month or so that of you know the shows returning there on Tuesdays. It's like the audience members have been pretty. At least, at least I felt like that. There's been a good like spread of people, and so I, I can see how that could make it uh, chaotic or, you know, like you don't you don't know what kind of crowd you're gonna get. I guess like generally you do, but yeah, I don't know. So yeah, I I embrace the chaos. I like it. What? How do you? Does it like? See, that's the like. It, there's like a feeling inside of me when that like a, like at Foster Freeze, for example, yeah. that like a feeling comes inside of me where it's like, I just want to curl up into a ball. Like I, I just feel like I start getting like it's like a cringe, you know, like a feeling you get when you're cringing. Yeah, it's that's like feeling in the world cringe. I'm just I enjoy like, a good cringe once in a while. Uh, nah, but I just like you. It's funny is that I didn't say anything, but you saw how it, my body was just oh, like yeah. I was like oh yeah. I was like tensing up and I was like, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause it was just get, it was like making me just like, ah, uh, like feel so gross. Yeah. I was like, but, but, but that, that's like, because you really care about other people. Like you, you really care about the guy and his job. And I do. I care about that guy working at foster freeze, man. You're right, dude. And I, and I, I care so much about that fucking dude. I just want him to get off work and go home and have a good night, man. <laughs> Fuck these fucking people trying to order corn dogs at midnight. Fuck you. <laughs> right? No. So at its core, it's a very nice thing of you. At its core, it's very beautiful. And and I, again, like I, I sympathize with the guy too. But at the same time, I'm I, you're you're going like, oh, I hope these guys go away. My side, I'm like, oh, I hope the guy the cashier loses it on them. I hope, he, I hope he stands <laughs> up. I, I hope he stands up for himself. And he's like, you know what? Fuck your corn dogs. We're fucking closed. And I and I really wish I could eyewitness that. You know, I. Okay, I see. I see. Yeah, that would be. I guess just as a bystander, yeah, it's like. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I. <laughs> put too much stock in that i I was like feeling that guy behind the counter so i was empathizing with him so much that i was actually becoming him (laughs) those people at the foster freeze they were talking to me dude they were talking to them they weren't even taking i was taking their order (laughs) (laughs) i know know. you would have put on the apron and be like let me handle this you might go home i'll close it out i'll close out the place Oh man, that is. Uh... Well, it's a good trait, man. It's a good trait to have. I, I think. Uh, Thank I, you. I think yeah, it, yeah. a lot of the time it gets misinterpreted. No. As... Well, no. I, how's that? Because when I saw it happening, I, I knew where it was coming from. Although, again, if you're ready to fight, I was ready to fight along with you. So. <laughs> well, I think at times, like, say those people were actually talking to me in that moment, like. It's hard for me to like take that feeling that we were just describing, yeah. internalize that feeling, let it wash over, let it go away, yeah. and then talk to them all in the matter of seconds. It's like it takes me like I have to like, I don't like it. Just it, it like happens to me in my daily life too, where it's like sometimes people just I'm just trying to like process and get rid of this feeling of this person who's just like just fucking everything up, you know? And you're like. It's like, yeah, I've been trying to, like, work on just, like, taking that moment, like, letting it wash over me so that it doesn't affect my, like, conversation, I guess, so that 
I can, I can like, you know, not let that be the focus of it. You not let, not let me hyper fixate on this thing and realize that there's more going on. There's more happening. Like you said, like, you're like, that guy could blow up. Like you're just sitting, you're, you're like, literally, you're like, you're like removing yourself as just to like a, a bystander, which is what I should do. No, no. But I'm, I'm inserting. But don't get me wrong. If shit got haywired, I, I probably would have stepped into it. Like it, it but you know, you know yeah. what I'm trying to say though. It's like you're looking at it much more like removed from that feeling of, of like what the fuck are these idiots yeah. doing? You're like, you're just like this is whatever. You know, this is just we're out here, yeah. and like, I should like I want to be able to to do that quicker. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Like I want to get to that point faster. Uh, no, I think the opposite. I think you should embrace that side of yourself. I think I I don't see that as, as a as a bad thing. I I see that as a strength, really. I mean, again, it shows that you care. That's uh, I, I, true. I mean, at least with age, the older I get, I'm realizing that there have been times where I've been acting not like I like I like sometimes I I don't know like sometimes I I, I was too hard on myself. Like I should be more like this. I should be more like that. And I think once you start really embracing yourself, your core. Uh, I, I think you could use that as your advantage, you know, like, so I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend you shy, you know, change yourself in any way, you know. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I just, I guess it's just a, yeah, I guess. Well, were you like a middle child or were you like the older, the, you were the oldest, huh? Uh, I was the oldest. Yeah, yeah. you got the old, the oldest syndrome, the, the oldest child syndrome. Because <laughs> the oldest one usually the ones who feel like they're in charge and they want to, you know, assess the situation and, and and get the best outcomes for all parties involved, right? My sister, my older mm-hmm. sister, the same way. Like when, when she goes down, she wants to be the one to dictate what's going to happen, who who's in charge of what. Make sure it's fair for everybody. Right. That's a big thing for me, yeah. actually, is like fairness. Yeah. And then, like, like the, the younger child just don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, they're just... You know, Dude. <laughs> yeah. Oblivious <laughs> to those things. Yeah. Do you have siblings? Yeah, yeah, I have an older sister, younger brother. Oh, okay. Nice. Are they, like... Are you close age with them, or is there, like, a big gap between either one of them? Uh, my sister's older and two years older, and my younger brother's four years older. But mm. they are closer to each other than they are with me. In age or like relationship? relationship. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I, I think that's mostly on, that's mostly on my part. I, I, I'll take fault for that. You know, I, I, I've always been doing my own thing since as a young kid. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Kind of have been as well. Um, I I find it interesting. I told you I have a sister that's like. I think she's turning six this year. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's it's been really interesting to have, like, a sibling like that has, like, that big of an age gap between yeah. them. Yeah. Because it, cause it does feel like, like, I have to remind, like, I know she's my sister, but it feels like she's, like, um, like it's just, it's like, there's, like, the, the, the connective stuff isn't there yet you know oh, okay. like like you're still just you don't feel like, like you're co-parenting in some way um i mean i feel like i'm not around too often because the, the you know she's back up in washington with my mom but i do feel like when i'm there it is interesting to um to try and like 
because it's just it's like I'm a stranger. Like it's like I'm like I'm like an uncle or something, you know, oh. like just kind of like there. That's kind of how it feels. But also, I feel like the like when I do like talk to her and stuff, I do feel like okay, like uh, you're very similar. Like you know, she's because she's growing up around my mom, so it's like I do recognize all these things and stuff. So it is it is interesting. It's like. I don't know how to explain that. It's it, it's just it's cool though. I I like it takes a lot of pressure off of me to have a kid. Uh, that is the very large positive in that is that my mom is not pestering me about when a grand a grandchildren will appear because yeah. uh, she's pre- preoccupied at the moment. So okay. yeah, it's so funny <laughs> you said that. My dad just called me and my siblings, and he's like, "I want a grandchild a grandchild within the next year." Oh, that is so much pressure, dude. Yeah, Holy know. shit. And I was like, Dad, I'm, I'm stopping the family <laughs> shitty genes this generation. Like, I'm stopping it here. <laughs> like, it ends, <laughs> it with, ends me. with me, fucker. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Like, I'm not passing on this shit. <laughs> no. Cause, no, because my family had a lot, lot of, you know, fucking uh, alcoholism. There's fucking, you know, bad genes and yeah. trauma and shit. Why would I, I pass you. that yeah, on? Same here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, 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 I always joke about how, um, I joke about it, but I think it'll probably be what I do is I think like, I think being like a awesome stepdad is like the way to go. Um, I think oh, interesting. That, so you're, you're, like, you're closed off to the possibilities of having kids. Pretty much. Um, very like I've been against it for so long. Like I just, I don't, I don't ever look at my life and see that as part of it. That's ironic because I figure you'll make a great father one day, dude. Like, probably everybody tells me that, and I'm like, yeah, probably could. Um, I grew up in like an in-home daycare and stuff with my mom, so I've like, I like took care of kids like my whole upbringing, uh, oh, which on. might be why I'm, which might be why I'm like, fuck that, because I just <laughs> oh, yeah, like was yeah. so deep in it for like my whole childhood, you know. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. I'm pretty like, pretty closed off to it. Um, just don't really want to do that at all like it doesn't maybe i'll find somebody and i'll change my mind well but... depending on who your partner is in the future like you might not ha- you might yeah. not have a choice in the matter <laughs> that is true dude that's the yeah, yeah. i mean I'm, I'm not open or close to it you know whatever happens happens but you know i'm not rushing anything either or closing anything off Man. just chilling yeah right. just coasting just just cruise control. I'm trying to. I'm still learning how to fucking be in peace with myself. All right, so give me a break, dude. Yeah, kids <laughs> can wait a bit. Like, how am I supposed to tell the kid the meaning of life if I don't even fucking have it figured out? Exactly. Yet? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because uh, I'm at that age where a lot of my friends uh, uh, are having kids and getting married. Mm-hmm. And shit don't look easier to them, so I don't know. I don't know. I gotta do it too. I don't know why I should do it. <laughs> That's so true, dude. Yeah. Yeah, I have friends. I have like, yeah, it is the time right now. I mean, I'm going home next week actually to to my friend's wedding. You know, like everybody's everybody's marrying each other and and having kids and stuff. And yeah, it's like. I don't know. It's just, I'm sure, I'm sure like it'll, I'm sure that it'll probably, uh, I'll be faced with that eventually. Cause everybody, you know, everybody's on a different, like you said, everybody's different, uh, different timelines and stuff. I just, 
I find it interesting to to not even think about it and then to have friends that like it's their their whole like thing it's been like their whole plan oh, like their life you know? mission oh yeah yeah that, that's See, what's that's interesting to sad, me is like, usually those are the people that go head on first to a relationship they should not be in uh and but they want to make it work so bad they think that marriage or children's going to save it and it ends up not being the case a lot of times that is true um yeah it's it especially in your yeah, 20s like it. come on like fucking you change so much when you're from 20 to 30 as a person like the idea of, of settling down at that age range just just boggles my mind yeah i always wonder if it's out of if it's out of like uh like direction from family and like that's what you're told or if it's out of fear of like like loneliness is such a crippling thing for them you know i always wonder what, what how much of of what goes into uh, like that decision to like to do that so early and to not like contemplate like well we, uh, think what this concept we're talking about of you know being patient with matrimony is a new concept in human existence like if you think about it for we've been conditioned for generations to get married early have kids early because we're fucking dying early you know people were dying that's so true, early yeah. like in their 20s and 30s yeah, like we'd be considered like old people. Dude, yeah. We'd be like top, we'd be like rugged veterans of like war and you right. know like awesome if we were still alive. And yeah. on top of that, like a lot of time who you can marry will be dictated on class or or work or your your line of work. What you have to offer and like provide in order to right. like, for like the family and right. stuff. But but, but the yeah. thing is like you couldn't just fall in love with anybody. You have to find somebody within your hierarchy. Whether you were in the you know middle class, or low class, like within high. your within your like town, or you know, because there's also like the travel, the, the we weren't as connected either. So now in the current modern age, like this is a new concept we're both experiencing. Well, I'm a little older than you, is that? But I'm experiencing where it's like, mm-hmm. oh shit, I'm 30. I have choices to not be with somebody or not be too you know too worried about that. You know, so yeah, it's interesting. You do make a really good point right there. Is it's like we have so much personal freedom to explore. Maybe too much. Who knows? Like, Maybe it's a problem. Too much. Yeah. Uh, because the um, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're saying fertility rates are dropping drastically in the states because women are waiting much longer in life to have kids, and usually mm-hmm. their, their ovaries are not as well, you know, maintained. I guess by that point. So that could be a okay. again that could be a problem, but I don't know. Like, I don't know, just throwing shit out there. See, see if it makes sense to you. I don't know. No, it does, dude. I think about this stuff a lot because it's, I just, I always wonder, um, like when people just, when people are so quick to just like decide things that matter for the rest of their life, you know, it's like, how do you, like, that's like a, to me, it's like a crippling decision. Yeah. And some people I feel like run at it without even looking at any other option maybe but who knows i mean they have different different upbringing different to be fair it works out for some people and it doesn't work out for for others to be to be fair like dude like we're on a different path like you said and and sometimes it works to get married early i guess and sometimes it doesn't but but it's definitely sad to see people rushing into things and it not working out and you're stuck with a kid or you're stuck with you know a fucking career you know that you don't want 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it's like hard to go it's like hard to go back or get back to what normal was right but yeah that that is that is interesting to think about you know i i think i think from an outside perspective we're just like i hope you considered everything you know (laughs) like that's the hope you considered all the options hope you hope you took that into account (laughs) it's like (laughs) well well, you know sometimes accidents happen happy accidents yeah as long as it comes from a place of love, I think you're fine. When you start making life decisions out of fear, that's where it can become problematic. Out of the fear of losing them, out of the fear of losing somebody, um, that's where I feel like your decisions might be uh, not very Dude, good ones. Anakin, bro. Anakin made all the yeah. decisions, the wrong decisions, bro. Yeah, based on fear, which leads to the dark side. Based on fear of losing Padme, bro. He went all the way to the dark side just because of for love, man. It's so fucked, bro. Yeah. Ah, Anakin, dude, fucks me up. Like, I watch, I watch Revenge of the Sith. I just like every time gets me. I'm just tear up at the end. I'm like, God, you idiot. He had the high ground. Come on, dude. Well, it's just like, what sucks too is it's like. You can see through the whole, I mean, we're going to like, I'm totally going to parallel this to Star Wars right now, but you could see like through the whole series, like his lack of having like a real like father figure. Yeah. And then like just how brutal Palpatine manipulates him into just like, Mm -hmm. you know, like being that father figure for him. It's amazing. It's, it's like, so it's so sad to, it's like such a good story about just like, you know, emotion and, and acting out of, of, of fear and like, yeah. and like love and like, it's yeah, yeah, so a lot too. of people give George Lucas, George Lucas, George Lucas, a lot of shit for the prequels, but at its core, he was trying to get at the, the how important relationship of, of a parent is that could lead somebody mm-hmm. to, to a bad, bad, the dark side or, or the good side. And, and, well, and how do you how do you accurately show someone's downfall from like this kid who is like full of um, you know like intelligent like and he's like he has like such strong power at the force and he's like positive you know like in Phantom Menace Anakin's just like this positive kid and then to go to fucking Darth Vader you know like how do you how can you like I feel like he did a good job so many people give the prequels crap I think it's because people also just every time something comes out they're gonna crap's gonna be said about it it's like all the Avenger movies people are like you know fuck this fuck that about it like this shit sucks or whatever yeah Um, fucking whiners complainers yeah it's like sorry the movie wasn't made for you like they're appealing to the masses You know? but, but I think you have a really good thinking thread about Anakin and his path to the dark side because he came from already, you know, in slavery, right? His mom was in slavery, right? Yeah. And then it was Qui-Gon Jinn, whatever the guy, Liam Neeson, mm-hmm. who wanted to bring him to the Jedi Council and be the father figure. But then he dies. So the one mm-hmm. positive figure dies so the one that has to that like believes in you yeah. a lot and like convince and like fought for you to right. get free guys and like so now fucking um what's the other guy that you want McGregor Obi Wan what's that oh, Obi Wan Obi Wan so Obi Wan takes yeah. him in but more as a colleague more than a father figure 
And by the time, and, and when they take him to the Jedi, the Jedi Council does not want to make him a master. So the institution are turning away from Anakin, saying, "Yeah, you'll be part of us, but you're technically not a Jedi, though. Like, like you'll work with the Jedi because you're talented, but you will never be a Jedi master." So like. Yeah, you're you're one of the most powerful people yeah. here, but, yeah. but also but they don't trust him because of his background and and how uh, uh, you know he just was what's the word I'm looking for? Not predictable. He's too old. Is that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what Mason yeah, would do. He, he, he's he was too old, too old unpredictable, <laughs> and, and came from you know a sketchy background. So the institution yeah. you know used him, but they essentially turned their back on him, right? Mm-hmm. And here comes the fucking Sith guy, Palpatine. Saying, "Hey, man, I believe in you. Well, you know, I'll give you yep. guidance." Basically, pulling this, doing the same stuff, yeah. essentially that Qui Gon was doing with him, but yeah. he's just turning, like, just fully manipulating him to the dark side. It's and, so, it's and, so, and, crazy, and that man. happens in real life. That happens in fucking yes. In, in, that's why it's such a good story. It's like fuck. That's like so true. <laughs> you know, like, like they, they um. I don't know. From my head, I think of another movie I saw. Uh, Beast of of No Nation. Have you seen that? No. Oh man, it's great movie on Netflix. But it's about African child soldiers, right? And it talks about how in Africa these people, you know, the child soldiers they get already come from poverty, and so here come these warlords telling them, coming, breaking them down, and saying that I am your father now. I will feed you i will take care of you but you gotta go do these atrocities for us you know you know because because yeah. especially us in in like first world countries we're like how can a kid possibly do that you know fucking kill and rape already at 13 but it's like they could easily be manipulated if already taken from a broken home and, and with a, a supposedly father figure yeah, they're with shown, malicious intent. Like, that could easily happen. Mm-hmm. They're shown that what they're doing brings value to the people that are in charge of them, which gives them a sense of purpose, you know, which is, it, it's fucked that that's what is happening, but it's like, yeah, you can, it's like the same, yeah, it's just, you can, like, just fucking warp someone's view uh, entirely of, like, reality in the world, and it's like, it happens to um, so many people all like every day yeah. like and it's it's crazy to me that like he, another human being will see like the ability to have power over somebody uh yeah and then also see like truth mm-hmm. but to look at truth and be like fuck that and like use the pe- person for their own like personal i just i like dude i think about like that so much like the like the value of truth um, like for people and like and like how other people can just like destroy that and like warp it and like just like constantly turn and twist it and just make it like something that it's not and then you can't distinguish what is and what's not the truth anymore yeah. like that's that's what's so fucked to me you know it's so funny uh, I used to think you know even the people committing a crime or like just being a bad person are victims themselves you know, like hurt people hurt people, right? Like people who are victims tend to repeat the crimes that they've been a victim of usually, you know? Uh, so so if somebody's ma- manipulating somebody or, you know, using something like that, it's because they in some way have been used or manipulated in that way. So they're familiar to attack. I don't know. 
And and to, it's good to acknowledge that. To acknowledge that we are all, we are all capable of doing some shitty shit to other people. Mm-hmm. But you know, back in the day, I used to work for uh, from a university for law enforcement. I I, I worked with the law enforcement agency, and uh, some people just don't give a fuck. Some people would not hesitate to to kill you. Regardless mm-hmm. of gender, of fucking whether you're a good or bad person, so that opened my eye. Because in my head, I was like, "Oh, people are everybody has good in them. It just it, it's okay. manipulated. It, it, it could be direct towards the bad side." But what I learned is like, no, nah, there's some people in in a lot of communities that don't give a fuck, and the opportunity they have to hurt you, they will. And a lot of times, they look very pretty. Usually, it's very pretty people. <laughs> That 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 would would take advantage of, of other people. Mm-hmm. I this is that's yeah that's that's a good point and it it reminds me of something that I was listening to. I was listening to Russell Brand. He was on Duncan Trussell's podcast. I think like a year ago, yeah. and I listened to the episode uh, periodically because the stuff that Russell was talking about it and like it just like struck a chord in me. It was like it made so much sense. I was like, wow, that's that's what it is like that's what's happening and he was talking about like the idea of good like and doing good and being good and that people have to perpetuate that idea into reality yeah or it goes away yeah like you have to be good for the sake of good and that like really fucking like hit me and i was like damn like it's just an idea and it's like if we don't perpetuate that idea as human beings and bring it out into the world and be good and show people that good is right, mm-hmm. that that can, you know, be like that can go away and like, you know, like evil and like other shit can like fucking perpetuate more and like that idea can be pushed. Yeah. And like, you know, and it's that's all subjective. Right. But like still the idea of just like what what is good, like morally and ethically, like you have to like, you know constantly like think about that and like put that out there if you want that to exist in your life and stuff yeah i think the best thing to put good out there is to be to act good to put to be the example yeah of good and some people forget that some people you know they say good i forget some it sometimes people, too man. especially <laughs> on social media i feel like a lot of the a lot of shit people post is performative i feel like they're like oh like look at this awareness look at this thing i'm like yeah, you post about this about you know rights, human rights, but you you are a shitty person posting that. Like as a person, you you're shitty, but here you are telling people about something that's good. Uh, like for me, I found the hypocrisy. I, I guess early on in my community college, when I start, I, I was. Do you remember when um, Wall Street was a boycott Wall Street? No, it was Occupy, Occupy Wall, Street. Wall Street. Yeah. yeah. I was uh-huh. totally into that. I was totally into protest. I went to Sacramento to protest, and I was all about that, you know, life. But then the mm-hmm. the people who are leading us to protest, they're like shitty ass people. I'm like, wait a minute, we're here trying to do, to do a good thing, but you as uh-huh. a person are not putting an example of, of being good. Like, so that really kind of shattered my fucking world in some way. Where I'm like, okay, some of these people who profess being good, doing good things, not may not be so, so much. Um. But I think I think it's important what you said that that we have to put as much good out there in the world, mm-hmm. and 
but also a lot of forgiveness and redemption too. You know, the, the, it's complex. It's, you know, so, sometimes we yeah. do bad things in the name of good. You know, sometimes we, we or you know, and, and we have to figure out yeah. to forgive ourselves when that happens, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. That, yeah, you're right. Like, like the perspective is that you're doing this in, for good, but it can be seen as a negative thing, and then. That, that like that also plays into like w- like a narrative right like how powerful narrative is like um when it comes to like what's true and what's not like if you're to act out in a way but you believe you're being good and it causes a negative reaction now all it's seen is that negative reaction so now the narrative is that you're not trying to you know do a good thing even though like it can get all you know misconstrued or whatever by other people yeah i think that i think that that's just as important as like not controlling the narrative, but not letting like the, like a narrative about you or whatever the situation may be like control how you feel about it, I guess, or like think about it as I yeah, you're, you're, you're definitely right. But considering the age of council culture, like sometimes you have no control of the narrative. Yeah. You know, some people put, well, just not letting it affect yeah. like you, like your thoughts on it, I guess. Like yeah. if you know, it's not true about you because it can just become, they can become reality and you have no, yeah, like you're saying, yeah. you have no chance. Yeah. I mean, and, and these complexities happens in comedy too. Uh, I, I remember I got caught, uh, it fucked me up a couple of days because it was just, it was kind of funny. Uh, I did a show up in Northern North Bay and okay. I opened up for a guy and you know my material, you know my material. And the guy who headlined, he's like a clean comic, a clean re- mm. religious comic. Quotes. not mm-hmm. naming names on this podcast <laughs> but after my set he said oh hey, you're you're a dirty comic you gotta clean up your act and for me i'm like well i didn't bomb so like if i was bombing i get it but i was like okay well but then he's a headline he's exper- he's a veteran in the industry so i'm like okay maybe he's right maybe i maybe i did something bad maybe i should be more professional and, and clean up my act he mm-hmm. goes up, and he has some. He's a funny guy, but so, like, there's a point where he does trans jokes that was straight up transphobic. Like, oh, not even. Not, just not like, even like for me. I didn't like. And me, I like fun. If something is funny, I don't give a fuck. But there's a part of me yeah. where I was cringing. I'm like, oh, that's that's uh, coming, that's yeah. definitely didn't come from a place of comedy. That came from somewhere else. But here's the thing, though. Like, like. It fucked me up because he thought I was being offensive to the crowd, but then him and his transphobic I felt was offensive to, to the crowd. But 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 him telling me I'm a dirty comic and I had to clean up came from a place of good in his mind, right? Yes. And for me, yes. judging him and his transphobic jokes, I'm like that came from a place of good in my mind. Who's mm-hmm. right and wrong in that scenario? You know, like. Dude, yeah. The guy with the dick and pussy jokes, yeah, sure, maybe I shouldn't have said them. They could be offensive to a family crowd. Or the guy, you know, doing transphobic jokes. I don't know. Like, obviously, in my head, I'm like, dude, I'll take the dick pussy jokes over transphobic jokes. Mm-hmm. But on the other side, I'm sure they could think of it differently. I don't know. No, I see what you're – you made a good point where it's like you're both coming from a place of good, but there's some – there's an obvious, like, disconnect – and like the objective yeah. 
good, I guess. You know, like what's like what everybody would think is is good, I yeah. guess. I don't I don't know. There's like the, there's like a yeah, uh, dude. Uh, that's like a well, Don't get me wrong, I'm not policing anybody's material. The only reason why it stuck out to me was cuz he told me to clean up my act. So I, I assumed mm-hmm. he his act was squeaky clean too. Well, yeah. And that's the only reason why <laughs> right? it, it got yeah. to me. I was like, "Wait a minute. This fucking guy telling me I'm I'm the offensive one here?" <laughs> like and that's the only reason why it stuck out to me. Yeah, it just seems so hypocritical. Yeah. You're like, "What the <laughs> What the fuck are you talking about?" Like <laughs> Oh man, yeah, I, yeah, those dude, we're hitting on some stuff that I've been thinking about a lot lately. Just awesome. like, that's good. What is good, actually? Um, other people are coming from places of good, most likely when there's a disagreement, like trying to understand the other person's perspective yeah. and stuff. Like when there's a, like I probably could have done a little bit more of that in the instance at the foster freeze. I probably could have tried to. No, no, you, you know understand maybe but you, no no i think you did yeah. a good thing like i said like like maybe if you got an actual fight over it then maybe i would be like all right man let's yeah see. if i just went up and started right. <laughs> just throwing hands on the ground <laughs> you fucking motherfuckers Leave yeah. Them alone, you know? <laughs> yeah uh so uh, as long oh, as man. i didn't resort to violence for the most part i think it's it, you oh, did yeah. the good thing i was just worried oh, honestly man. i was just worried about you because you you look like you were uh, you you uncomfortable that's what I definitely and was. I was like, oh. Yeah, it's okay though. Once they left, I got better. Yeah, Once we yeah, left, I walked away. Well. I felt better. I just, it was just the energy. Yeah. I was like, oh god. It was like, it's like kryptonite, dude. I was like Superman, just getting hit up by some kryptonite. I was just crumbling. I was like, oh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> these people and their fucking lack of self awareness and their lack of caring about others. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But anyways, um. Dude, this yeah, this has been actually really awesome. Um, I'm I'm glad that we. I know in the beginning we were talking about random random shit, but I feel like we really had a good podcast. Um, we do whatever. Last yeah, good little last bit here. Uh, I want to give you a chance right now, you know, for people listening to this to plug where you can go follow, and people where people can follow you. Yeah. I was so um, insecure. Was was I even funny? I don't know if I was funny. <laughs> I don't, I don't, we had some funny moments. I'm not ever, my objective on here isn't normally like to be like funny the whole time. It just depends on. Well, you you had some pretty great comedians on this show. I'm just trying to live up to to that, to that bar. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's sometimes the mentality is to, is to riff and then sometimes it leads to, to, you know, conversation like, like this. I feel like. I feel like I've had some good conversations. Like we had, I had a really good one with Carlos Rodriguez one time. We talked about some similar stuff, and then also I think when I had um, a buddy of mine from back home on who had recently traveled to Europe, we had like some really great. My buddy Bryce, oh, nice. but he's gonna be back on the show. Yeah, so I don't. I I enjoyed the conversation with you, dude. Oh, like I, I happy uh, to hear that. You you said some stuff that like you articulated some things that I've been thinking about, but I couldn't I couldn't quite like yeah. Uh, put them into words, I well, guess. Well, man, it's all so. good to talk things out. You know, that's that's something I need to do more too. Like, I'm flawed as fuck. Like, and so sometimes when shit's bothering me, I don't really talk it out. You know, but that makes sense. I forgive myself, but at the same time, you know, I, I I'm trying to make an effort to you know correct that. And you should do the nice. same, buddy. Thank don't, you. Don't I, be I, hard on yourself, and you know, do the best you can. 
Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I've been trying. Um, I've been trying more lately too to to like I I'm really hard on myself when I like uh like don't get stuff done like like my you know my calendar like we were talking earlier. Yeah. Um, I'm the same way. I have like, so much shit that. I'm just, I'm, <laughs> yeah. It is nice though to stop and be like, like I'm I'm fine. I'm okay. I'm good. Yeah. Things are happening. We're moving. We're living. We're trying to be good, but dude, where can people follow you, man? Like, shout out your shout out your social media. Like, yeah. you do you have shows coming up soon? Like, I think I'm gonna be posting this on the ninth. Mm-hmm. So you know, if you have any shows this the in August and stuff, where can people go watch you, man? Yeah, yeah. Follow me on Instagram at Jorge M Sanchez twenty five, or on Facebook you can look for my comedy page at Jorge Martin Sanchez Comedy, I believe. Um, got some okay. shows later in the month. Um, but, but follow me on social media. That's probably the best, the best way. See when yeah. you post yeah. about them and also stuff. Also on Twitter at, uh, South Bay boy, JMS. Hell yeah. And, um, yeah, man. It's been great fun. Thank you for having me, Mike. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Please make sure to like and subscribe on any platform you're on right now and head over to Instagram or Facebook. Give the page at I'm Getting There Pod a follow to continue to stay updated on this. And we'll see you next time. <laughs>